0: Welcome to the Life-Changing Principles podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're unpacking motivation. So this morning I woke up to a message from a member of our team saying, hey, you missed a message. You promised someone in the membership class that you're teaching that you would give them this tool and we just missed this email and we need to get them that tool. And I was feeling really motivated to respond to that email and to get the tool to them and was feeling bad that I had missed the email and I had class to prepare for that morning and right after class, my intention was to get to this email. So my husband also heard about this message and said, and he's also a team member in this business and said, hey, you know what? You should really do that email right now. And I realized in that moment that I had this like split motivation. I wanted to do it and I was planning to do it and I was going to do it. My motivation was really high, but I also was resisting it because he really wanted me to do it. And I'm thinking, what's up with that? Here's something that I want to do, but I'm purposely not doing it because now also my husband wants me to do it. That's Unpacking motivation, we're going to get underneath that tiny little situation, that tiny little resistance we have to why it is we have these complex feelings about wanting to do something, but also not wanting to do it at the same time. One of the sources of confusion is that people often think that you're either motivated or you're not like on a scale of one to 10, how motivated are you to do this? But it's really more complicated than that. There are six different kinds of motivation based on self-determination theory, which is this really foundational thing in motivation research. And so there's really six different kinds of motivation. I'm gonna introduce you to them just really briefly. So the first three kinds of motivation are clean motivation. That means you're not really feeling pressured in any way. Then the next two kinds that we'll talk about are pressured or tangled motivation. Your own ideas about doing the thing or your own motivation or desire to do the thing gets tangled up with who else wants you to do it and why they want you to do it and how pressured you feel to do it. Then the last of the six is actually no motivation at all. So as we jump into these six different kinds of motivation, it's interesting to think about each of them having their own scale of zero to 10. How much are they influencing you? So the first kind is intrinsic motivation where it's like something you would just naturally do no matter what, even if no one is watching, even if no one is around, you just like doing it. It's like the way kids play and explore things and you can even challenge yourself. It can be something hard, but it's something that you just absolutely are drawn to and love doing. The second kind is integrated motivation. That kind of motivation is when You've adopted something from outside. It's something someone introduced you to, but you've either gotten really, really good at it. And so you just really like doing it or it's a part of who you are. You see yourself as this kind of a person. So integrated motivation is like you start out with um, maybe being reluctant to brush your teeth as a little kid, maybe having feeling pressure to do it. But eventually you see yourself as the kind of person who has clean teeth. It feels good to you. You like it. And so it's just something you do. The next kind of motivation is goal-oriented motivation. That's where you do something even though you don't like it because you want the results. So the classic example is... Let's say that you, you really want to go to college and you need to have a good GPA in order to get into the school. And so even though you don't like doing essays or you don't like doing math, you're going to prepare for this math test or this essay and spend a lot of effort on it because you want the result of the good grade because you want the result of being able to get into this college that you want. Now, just a note, of course, every time we pin one of those motivations on doing this essay or whatever it is, we're probably going to have multiple different layers of motivation around that one essay. But that's just one example of, a, of that third kind of motivation. The next two kinds of motivation are tangled motivation. That's where you're feeling pressured to do something. And that pressure from someone else gets tangled up in what you actually want to do. And whether or not you even want to do it. So, the fourth kind of motivation is inside pressure. This is where we're feeling pressured to do it just because we feel like we should. It's like, well, everyone does that, don't they? Everyone should be doing this thing. Everyone should be exercising. Everyone should be, you know, whatever it is. It's about being a good person, it's about who we want to be. And it's about maybe sometimes a voice in our head. It's like the other me, part of me wants to, part of me doesn't. So we're feeling pressured, but not by anyone else. Just feeling pressured. Then the fifth kind of motivation is outside pressure, where someone is clearly pressuring us to do something. And they can be pressuring us in a lot of different ways. They can be really controlling, like a controlling parent or a controlling boss. They can be angry and yelling. They can be kind of subtle and manipulative, They can also be using positive things like trying to persuade us or using rewards. There's a lot of different kinds of outside pressure that we experience. And then the last kind of motivation is actually a complete lack of motivation. This usually happens when somebody's really discouraged, when they're either not competent in their life and they just really can't get something together and feel like they're able to manage their lives, or they've just been pressured so much that they just completely give up and they're just not gonna deal with this pressure that they feel. So now that we know the six different kinds of motivation, let's take an example of what it feels like to both want to do something and also feel pressured to do something and and what that little tension is like. So my husband and I go for a walk every day and we walk about two miles and we just chat, it's awesome. And my adult son is living with us for a couple of months. He's in between school semesters, and he's helping us as a team member on this business. And so we've been doing a lot together, and it's been great. So each day, we'll say to him, hey, you want to go for a walk? We're going on a walk. And he'll go, no. And we'll be like, all right, fine. You're you. We're us. We don't care. That doesn't always happen with parents. Even with adult kids, sometimes we're like, but but you should go. We want you, but... You get what I'm saying. But we're like, it's fine, don't go on the walk, no big deal. And we go for our walk. And we've invited him probably 20 different times and he's always been like, no. And it's not like, hey, do you wanna go on the walk? We'll usually just say, hey, we're going for a walk if you're interested. And so yesterday he actually said, yeah, I think I'll go on a walk with you. And so we went on this little walk and we ran into another family. We're right in the middle of the whole COVID-19 thing. Tons of people are always out walking and we're meeting all kinds of neighbors we didn't even know we had and we're just enjoying these walks. So we met this other family and after we were chatting for a little while, they have a son just a little bit younger than him and they said, wow, good family here. How'd you get your kid to go on a walk with you? How'd you get your son to go on a walk with you? And we laughed and said, well, we've invited him like 20 times and this is the only time he's come. It's not, it's not some big deal. And he said, well, I know that my kid will never go on a walk with me. The funny thing is, is when he said, how do you get him to do that? And he also said, I know my kid will never do it. He's kind of got the answer to the very first question, which is how do I get my kid to do this thing? How do I get my kid to go on a walk with me? The first is that you accept that they're a completely different person and they may never go on a walk with you and that's okay. And being totally happy with that and not pressuring them is the first example of how to do it. Not feeling pressured makes you autonomous and able to make the choice for yourself and you're actually more likely to do it the less pressure you feel. So let's dig into these experiences a little bit more of what it feels like to be pressured and to be motivated with and without pressure. So what we're going to do is take a little example and then ask a series of questions. This is a tool that we've developed to unpack your motivation. And it's not something that you would have to spend a lot of time doing every day. It's just something that when you do it, it just takes a minute. It's really revelatory. It really explains what's happening and it makes your behaviors and your thoughts and feelings make so much more sense now. So here's the example that we'll use. Let's take something that we want to do later in the day. Let's say that we want to go out and do some yard work. Okay, so the first question is, on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want to do this yard work? What do you, will you, I mean, the answer could be anything. And so let's say somebody says, okay, scale of one to 10, I want to do this yard work at a six. Okay, great. The next question is, tell me your thoughts about that. I want to do, you know, why is it at a six and not at a four or at an eight? And they'll say something like, well, it's at a six because it's really been bugging me. I don't like the way it looks. And I really just like the results. I like how it looks when it's done. So their motivation is kind of that goal-oriented where they really want to do this. So the next question is, who else wants you to do it? So you can ponder for a minute and go, all right, who else wants me to do the lawn? Well, my husband wants me to do the lawn. Okay. Scale of zero to 10. What, how much do they want you to actually do this lawn or how much, it's not about how much they want you to, it's how much pressure are you feeling from them to do this? Okay. I'm feeling like maybe a pressure of a two. Okay. What's tell me thoughts about that? Well, he actually doesn't really care that much. I'm the one who cares about the lawn. I mean, I'm sure he would appreciate it. I'm sure it would be great, but it's not something that's super important to him. Great. Okay. And the last question is, are you feeling pressured in any other way from any other kinds of sources, even from inside yourself, like feeling like you should do this for any reason or knowing it's good for you. Or like, sometimes people will say, well, part of me wants to, but part of me doesn't. So even from inside yourself, or maybe you hear your mom's voice in your head, or or maybe you're just thinking about, you know, the neighbors or something. So are you feeling pressured in any other way? Okay, tell me about that. Well, I'm feeling like I really should do this because it's kind of embarrassing because my neighbors come by and I'm worried about what they think. Great. You could even scale that one too, if you want to. Okay, how much pressure from zero to 10 are you feeling about that? Oh, that's about a three. It's not a big deal, but it does cross my mind sometimes. So now when you go out to do the yard work, the question is, you've got three different kinds of motivations coming at you. One is you're feeling a little bit of pressure because of wanting to look good for the neighbors you're feeling a tiny bit of pressure from your husband, but not much because he doesn't care about it that much. But if he just made a comment about it, it might actually reverse it and make you not want to do it. And you're feeling a lot of autonomy and a lot of wanting to do it just of your own free will. Like I want to do this at a level six. The thing that's really interesting is when you go out to do that yard work, your experience of doing the yard work is going to be different depending on which of the different motivations you're holding on to, which thought you're holding in your mind is going to shape your experience. So let's say, for example, that you go out and we'll, we'll change the numbers a little bit. Instead of feeling pressured only as a number three by the neighbors, let's say you really feel pressured like as a seven, like you're, you're just feeling so embarrassed and worried about that. If that's the thought that you hold in your mind, like, I'm so embarrassed about how our yard looks, I'm worried about what our neighbors think, as you clean the yard, you're just going to be mad and frustrated and angry that you're having to do this for these dumb neighbors that care about your your lawn, and your neighbors have done nothing to indicate that. It's your own thought that's doing this. But because you're feeling pressured to do it because of how they might be thinking about you, then it's going to be a super frustrating experience for you. But if you turn that around a little bit and say, all right, let's take my own motivation, which was a six. Let's say you you go out to do the yard work and that's the thought that you're holding in your mind, which was, I really like the way this looks when I'm done and I want to do it and I actually don't mind also being outside. It's kind of nice to be outside a little bit. Then when you go... You're just thinking about how it looks when it's done. You're enjoying the experience and being in the moment because you're actually enjoying being outside. It's an entirely different experience, depending on which motivation you're holding in your mind at the time. We've all had the experience of wanting to do something. And then as soon as someone tells us to do it, we don't want to do it anymore. It just seems crazy, but that's how sensitive and vulnerable we are to being pressured. No one likes to be controlled. No one likes to be pressured. It's built into a part of who we are, and it's even built into our brains and our bodies, into our emotional reactions. Nobody wants to be controlled. We need autonomy in our lives. When people are feeling pressured, they react to it in different ways, So some people will just comply. They'll do things to please the person that's trying to uh, compel them to do something. And they'll just do what needs to be done. Some people will rebel against it. And it kind of depends how long you've been experiencing it. It's this interaction between the outside pressure or even that inside pressure and how you handle it and what you bring to the table and how experienced you are with... With managing that kind of pressure and also how experienced you are in how solid you are in knowing yourself and knowing what you want and and having your own identity and purpose. When we unpack motivation, it reveals the pressure that's there. So then we can choose what to do about it. It's a powerful tool to unpack motivation. Let's go back and summarize just one more time what those questions are that help us unpack the different kinds of motivation we might be experiencing at any time. The first question is, first of all, choose something that you actually are wanting to do in the future, or you can even go back in the past and something that you have done. You can choose something that you really think you are gonna do or something that you wanna do, but you probably aren't actually gonna get around to doing it. So on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want to do that thing? Once you get that number, what are your thoughts about that? I'm at a, whatever the number is because, and fill in the blank. The next question is who else wants you to do it? And then have a comment about that on a scale of zero to 10. How much pressure are you feeling from them? They might be really trying to get you to do something, but you might not care what their opinion is and really feel small amount of pressure, or they might just make a single tiny little comment and that brings a lot of pressure for you. The next question is, are you feeling pressured in any other way? Are you feeling like you should? Is there another part of yourself that wants to do it and another part of you that doesn't want to do it? Are you doing it because you know it's good for you? Does it feel like there's some big they out there that's saying, well, they say that you should do this. Do you know where that's coming from? Comment about that. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling pressured in another way and scale it zero to 10. How pressured are you feeling in these other ways? There can be a lot of different layers. Any place where you feel that pressure is what we want to unpack and uncover. Once you uncover pressure that you're feeling from other people or even from within inside yourself, often just recognizing the pressure is enough to dismiss it or to move on with your life. If not, there are other tools that you can use to, to figure out what to do with that pressure. But for now, unpacking it and just being aware of it is what we're really focusing on. If I can see that I have multiple different motivations to do something, I can remind myself that even though I might be feeling pressured in some ways, the reason I'm choosing to do this is because I really want to do it. And I remind myself of my own level of motivation and why I want to do it. I might want to do it because it gets me the results I want. I might want to do it because I really enjoy it. I might want to do it because even though other people don't like doing this, it's something that brings me joy. It's something that resonates with me. It's a part of who I am. The true principle underlying all of this is that there are six different kinds of motivation, not just one, and unpacking motivation reveals pressure. And so now we can choose what to do with it. And one of the simplest things to do with it is to hold on to your own motivation and to keep that in the forefront of your mind as you go about doing what it is you choose to do. Because this tool doesn't just reveal outside pressure or inside pressure, it also reveals what it is we really want and how much we want to do it. The thing I love about this principle and this tool is that it's revelatory. It opens my mind to new ideas. It makes me curious about why it is I do the things that I do. Not in a way where I have to go digging into some past or, or something really deeply psychological. It's really simple. How much do I want to do this thing? Am I feeling pressured to do it? Where is that pressure coming from? And how much pressure do I feel? Just asking those simple questions can be done right in the moment of something. And the beauty of it is, it can turn around that moment from feeling rebellious and pressured and not wanting to do something, to recognize your own desires, to turn it around, to hold on to that thought, and then to actually enjoy and engage with what we're doing in our lives. For me, that's what makes learning this principle and this tool worth the effort. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week, and we'll see you for the next principle.